discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. been a glorious year? Yeah. Has it been an exciting year? Yeah. Listen, no matter what the year is, is declared as, no one thing that what it means for you is that they are going to go higher. And they are going to get bigger and stronger and greater, more influential, more glorious. That is how it's going to be for you. So this is just, this is an update. You see, every software needs to be updated every now and then. So this service is an update service. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Has it been an exciting year? Wow! So many testimonies. Hallelujah. The path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect. He says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I'm shining. that you are the light of the world you are are you the light of the world say I'm the light of the world and I'm shining I'm shining I'm shining I'm shining I'm shining Maybe you are light, but then you are so down. You are not really seeing top. 
It's like it's not exciting enough. The Bible is commanding you. The Lord is commanding you to arise. Arise out of your, your slumber. Arise. Then he says, shine. 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 I'm shining. I'm shining. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Has 2021 been exciting? Have you enjoyed supernatural accomplishments? Has your life gotten better? Have you seen more glory in life? Next year is going to be better. Did you hear what the Lord said to us? Listen, two months ago I was reading. I was reading a book. I was reading the Bible. And I came to a scripture. I want to show it to you. Are you ready? Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19. Jeremiah 30, verse 19. This is what this, you see, I've seen this, we've prayed with this so many times. I've seen this scripture so many times. But on this particular occasion, it jumped out to me differently. It says, And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. Well, this next day you have to thank God a lot. You have to, you have, to have a thanksgiving heart. Yes. Thanksgiving attitude. You have to thank God a lot. A lot, a lot. As you are, as you are cooking, you are thanking God. As you are washing your clothes, you are thanking God. Yeah. As you are eating, you are thanking God. As you are talking to your beloved, you are thanking God. As you are preparing for your marriage, you are thanking God. Yeah. You must be thanking God. He says, "Out of them shall proceed." Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. Not the voice of them that are sad or the voice of them that don't know what to do. But the voice of them that what? Make merry. So your thanksgiving and your merrymaking, your thanksgiving and your merrymaking will cause this to happen. It says, and I will multiply them. God says, I will multiply you. Yes. 2022, you'll be multiplied. You'll be multiplied. And so maybe this year, you had, you had a, a, an, a cell that had five people. God says, I'm multiplying you by five. But before long, you become 25. And then before long, you are multiplied by five again. And you are 125. And before long, you are multiplied by five again. And you are 600. He says, I will multiply you. Now, when he, says, when he said, I will multiply them, God showed me times five. By five. I'm multiplying you by five. 
So maybe your, your finances, your finance, when it comes to your finances, your your higher the highest amount that came into your account last year was hundred thousand, let's say ten thousand. It says I'll multiply you by five. Now he didn't say the number of times. He just said I'll multiply you by five. I'll multiply you. So it can it can be several times in a year. Yes, several times. Times five, times five, times five, times five. Yeah. Times five. I mean, see, this is what God told me. Do you think God speaks to me? Yeah. I believe God speaks to me. Yes. Yes. And He showed it to me clearly. He says, You have a congregation with 200 people. And I'll multiply that 200 congregation by five. And you become a thousand. This is what God says, I'll multiply you. Yes. I'll multiply you. And I'll multiply them. And they shall not be few. 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 Then it says, and I will glorify, I will also glorify them. So glory is coming for you next year. God says, I will glorify you. I will put my glory on you. I will glorify your life will become so beautiful. People ask questions. People wonder, ah, are, you, are you selling some cocaine or something? Are you doing betting or something? What is going on? I will multiply you. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. The, the days and the time of smallness are over. Yes. Now you are going to become very big and very influential. Hallelujah. So 2022. Are you ready? 2022. This is 2021 was exciting. But it has ended. A new year is coming. And the word that God has for us for 2022. Are you ready? Twenty twenty two is our year. Listen to it very carefully. is our year of serving the Lord. I'm not done. I'm not done. Hold on. Hold on. It's our year of serving the Lord through shepherding as he blesses us. going to serve the Lord through something called shepherding shepherding and as we do the shepherding the Lord will be blessing us he'll be blessing us and he'll be increasing us and he'll be multiplying us and we'll become so influential we'll become so powerful 
you become so astute, so influential, so great. Yes, that is what will be happening. That is what will be happening. That is what will be happening. As we serve the Lord through shepherding, through this tool called shepherding, the Lord is going to bless us. He's going to multiply us. He's going to increase us. He's going to cause us to go forward, to advance, to be glorified, to be magnified, to be exalted. He's going to cause us to shine more and more, shine more and more, more and more, more than you have ever thought. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. As we serve the Lord through shepherding, as we serve the Lord through shepherding, He will multiply us. He will bless us. He will bless us. He will increase us to His glory and to His praise. Serving the Lord through shepherding as He blesses us. Yeah, the Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless you. Yes, as you come into shepherding, as you come into shepherding His people and helping His people and helping His flock. Yeah, you'll be multiplied. Multiplied. You'll be multiplied in your business. You'll be multiplied in your health. You'll be multiplied in your job, in your finances, in your in your in your understanding, in your spiritual understanding. You'll be multiplied. The Lord will multiply you, multiply you greatly, greatly multiply you. Lege de balaba, shagadaba, mando logadaba, mando logadaba, mando logadaba, erigadaba, 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 erigadaba. Mandelegede, 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 Igarabalaba, 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 Mandelebelebe, Rabadaba, Mandelebelebe, Mandolobolobo, Regadaba, Nadedede, Badolobo, Edelebelebe, Mandelebelebe, Maragadaba, Madalaba, Magadaba, Egedebe, Egedebe, Mando lobo, mandelebe, ragadaba, egedebedebe, mandelebelebe, ragadaba daba, egedebedebedebe, magodobo dobo dobo. Hallelujah. It is done to the glory of God. This year, God will, I mean 2022, we've not entered it yet, but it will be a very beautiful year for you. You will see multiplications around you. No, Charlie, all jokes aside, it is the truth. I speak the truth, I align it. My conscience also bear me witness. The Lord will multiply you. Those of you who have never done business with dollars, thousands of dollars coming in. So you will see, you will see dollars. You will have contracts that are in dollars. Yes, yes. Serious, serious. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. See, and the, the key is in shepherding. The key is in serving the Lord through shepherding. Yeah. Serving the Lord through shepherding. 
shepherding, committing to shepherding as a child of God. Every child of God, everyone. Yeah. Earlier in 2021, God told me, let everyone serve me. Yes. Let everyone serve. Those of you who came for the camp, you heard, you heard what, what was said. Yeah. Everybody. But that, that is where your blessing is. Yes. That is where your blessing is. As you serve the Lord through shepherding, He will bless you. He will bless you. You see that, I mean, you, you have lack of nothing. Yes, you are in abundance. You have so much, you don't know what to even do with it. Yes. You are blessed on every side. Everywhere you turn, you are blessed. Everywhere you turn. That's the key. That's the key. So sit down and let me explain it to you. We have a long night, so let me just explain it to you briefly. Yeah. And then we'll go on to some other things. There are some very nice things to do tonight. Hallelujah. Shepherding. Serving the Lord. Say serving the Lord. Through shepherding. As he blesses us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God will multiply us, I tell you. You'll be surprised though. I, I had a vision and I mean, we're swimming in great influence. Great influence. Great influence. Like all of us have become very influential all of a sudden. For the Lord. To display God. To display the, the glory of God. You know, God blesses you for a reason. He blesses you for his own, for his own purposes. Yes. But the key is in shepherding. The key is serving God. God did not save Israel out of Egypt for nothing. There was a reason why he saved them. When he saw them suffering, he saw the afflictions, he sent Moses to go and save them out of bondage for a purpose. If you read in Exodus chapter 8 verse 1, you see it. Look at Exodus 8 verse 1. He told, show it to us please. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, that says the Lord, let my people go. For what purpose? For what purpose? That they may serve me. Let my people go so that they may serve me. It is not, your salvation was not for fun. Your salvation was not only for you to enjoy life. Okay? There are several reasons why Jesus came. I mean, if you read in John 10, 10, you see it. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have what? might have life and have it to the full abundantly the amplified look at the amplified these are all reasons why jesus came the thief comes only in order to kill and to steal and kill and destroy i came that they may have and enjoy life he says i came so i may have and enjoy what life and have it have life in abundance to the full he says i came so that you may have and enjoy life that's one of the major reasons why jesus came can you imagine he wants you to have and enjoy life all those, who have, all those of you who are not enjoying life, you don't have Jesus. 
you have to enjoy life. Yes. Even in the midst of persecution, there's joy. Yes. The disciples were not... You see, when they, they, they lashed, they cut and lashed uh, Paul and Silas, and they put them behind bars, they were not crying and wailing and insulting God. They were praising God. They were singing and praising God. Not quietly, loudly. The Bible says that everybody in the prison heard them. In the midst of the darkness, they were excited. That is the kind of life that God has given to us. A life full of joy. No matter what circumstance you may find yourself in, still full of joy. And that's what confuses the devil. How come you are still happy? How come you are still fine? How come you lost this thing and you are, you are still okay? What is going on? Is it that we are not pressing the guy enough? Let's increase the, let's tighten the problem. No matter how tight the problem is, I'm full of joy. I've got joy. Why? Because Jesus is my joy. Yes. Jesus is the source of my joy. He's the source of my peace. So, make sure that whether in abundance or in need, you are still full of joy. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the foundation of the kingdom of God. If you're in the kingdom of God, you will have joy in the Holy Ghost. You will not be full of sadness or full of worry. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening to my life. Hmm, hmm. No. Are you born again? If you are born again, then it's joy only. Say it's joy only. Yeah. So he came to give you joy so that you may enjoy life and have it to the, to, to, uh, in abundance to the full till it flows. But this is one of the major reasons why Jesus came. To give you joy. Jesus also came so that you may live through him. First John chapter 4 verse 17. Look at First John 4 17. I have so many things to share with you. Wow. Are you in the church? Let's read verse 9. First John Four nine. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son. He says God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into this world for what purpose? Can you read the rest to me? One to go. I can't hear you. Only three people are saying it. That be my word. Why did He send Jesus? So that we might live through Him. It's, it's another reason why Jesus was sent. God sent Jesus. So that you might live through him. Do you see? You might live through him. Because you come into him when you get born again. And you move, you live in him. You live through him. You live through your relationship with him. You live through your fellowship with him. I see it. Yes, he gave him so that you might live. We might have our existence. In him we live and move and have our being. You see, in him we, move, we live and in him we move, and in him we have our being. He came so that you might live through him. You might have your existence through him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we are in him. We live in him. We move in him. We have our being in him. Yes. So he came so that you might live through him. You might exist through him. So that you might live the life that he has destined for you to live through him. Through your fellowship with him. Through your communion with him. So every single... That's why a child of God who is not into quiet time has a lot of troubles. If you are not into quiet time, reading your Bible every morning and praying every morning, you realize that you are living outside of him. You are not living through him. You are living through this world. You are living through your mother or through your father or through your uncle or through your education or through uh, uh, your connections, your, your job, your something. Some, you live through other things. Facebook... WhatsApp, all of that. But if you are born again, he's expecting you to live through Christ. To exist through Christ. Through his knowledge. 
Do you see? Through the knowledge of his word. Hallelujah. It's an exciting life. Yes. That we might live through him. He gave him. Can you imagine? Have you ever seen this in the Bible? He says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. That God sent his only begotten son. For what purpose? So that we might live through him. Yes. Yes. That we might live through him. Yes. Do your business through him. <laughs> That's why a Christian who is into fellowship with the Lord with, with respect to his business, we're, we're not flourishing. Because you have information that nobody else has. You get information that nobody else has. Yes. You'll be amazed. So that we might what? Live through him. So, he came so we might, we might have life, his life, and enjoy his life, so that we might live through him. Then he also came to give you an understanding of life. First John chapter 5, verse 20. Look at First John 5, 20. I'm just showing you some of the reasons why Jesus came. And I'll show you the most important reason why he came. And the most important reason why he came is so that you will serve him. Yes, I've said it already. So that you what? You will serve him. And we know that the Son of God has come. Has the Son of God come? So he came so that we might have what? An understanding. Isn't it? A way of thinking for life. He came to give you his life. He came to give you the ability to live through him. And he came to give you an understanding in life. So that he says, and we know the Son of God. And we know that the Son of God has come. And has given to us what? And understanding that we may know him that is true. Then he says, and we are in him that is true. Even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. He has come so that he will give us what? An understanding. And the understanding is that we are in him. We live in him. And that is the true God. He came so that many will be saved. Eh? That, that is the main thing. He came for the salvation of the world. But after he has saved, there are several reasons why he came inside the salvation. For you to enjoy the life. Have the life and enjoy the life. For you to have an understanding. For you to live through him. And all of that. Then if you look at um, John chapter 12, verse 46, you see that he came so that you will not walk in darkness. John 12, 46. He says, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever liveth on me should not abide in darkness. Have you seen it? I came so that you will not walk in darkness. I came so that you have the light of life. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have what? The light of life. So he wants you to have the light of life. There's a light for your living, for your, for your life. You see? And Jesus came so that you will not walk in darkness, but you walk in light. You walk in light concerning your marriage. You will not end up marrying the wrong person. That, that's, that's, these are some of the reasons why he came. You, you will not walk in darkness with respect to your business, with respect to your serving the Lord, with respect to your ministry, with respect to every other, other aspect of your life. Are you saying it? If you are blindfolded and, and you are trying to I, look for something, you will never find it. Yes, you need light. Without light, we can't see. If all the lights are put off, you realize that you can't, you can't move. You can't do a lot of things. That is why men do not, men sleep when darkness comes. Darkness is a sign of death. It's a sign of going out, no work. Light is a sign of life and work and glory and beauty. He says, I came so that you will not walk in darkness, but so that you walk in light. That's why he... Hallelujah. 
So all these are beautiful reasons why Jesus came. But then there's a major thing that makes all, that encapsulates all these things. You see, major thing, major reason. Jesus came for a purpose. He came to bring in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Yes, that is the main reason why Jesus came. So Jesus started preaching the kingdom of heaven when he came. Because that was why he came. He came to announce the presence of a certain kingdom called the kingdom of heaven. If it, Matthew 4, 23. Hallelujah. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Have you seen it? And healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people. He came teaching and preaching the kingdom of God, okay, the, kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. That was why he came. He came because of something very, very important. If you read in Mark chapter 1, verse 14, look at Mark 1, 14. The Bible says, now after, the, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the, kingdom, the, the gospel of the kingdom of God. He came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. He came announcing something and started doing what the kingdom of God brings. He started healing the sick, raising the dead, doing all the things that the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God brings to men. Are you seeing it? Yeah, so he came for you to enjoy life. He came for you to have all those beautiful things. But he came for a purpose, for a particular kingdom called the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the aspect of the kingdom of God that includes men. The kingdom of God is the big set that includes angels, uh, the, the living creatures, and all those beautiful things that we see in the Bible. Have you seen it? Uh -huh. But in the kingdom of God, uh, it's a subset, okay, called the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is what Jesus came to set up here on earth, which actually includes, it is, it is God's gateway of including human beings into the kingdom of God. Because, be, because of Adam's fall, man left the kingdom of God. Man was not included in the kingdom of God anymore. Prior to man's fall, man was involved in the kingdom of God. But when he fell, he was taken away from the kingdom of God. So Jesus came as a son of God to set up the kingdom of heaven, which actually includes men. So even though it's called the kingdom of heaven, it's actually for men. It's not for angels. It's for men. It's for human beings. And the way he established the kingdom was by giving his life. He came preaching about it, and after preaching about it, he sealed his preaching by dying. So that human beings, the only way human beings could be involved in the kingdom of God was to come through his death, burial, and resurrection, which is creation of a, of a gate or a door for the kingdom of heaven, for people to be added to the kingdom of God. Are you understand what I'm saying? So Jesus is the, that is why he calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. He's the gates. In John, he talks about how that he's the, he's the door. If anybody comes through any other place, he's a hireling. But he's the door. What door is it? He's the door to God the Father. He's the way and the door. He's the entrance into the kingdom of heaven, which brings you into the kingdom of God. Without him, you can't be involved in the kingdom of God. Without believing Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, you cannot be included in the kingdom of God. You can't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yes. So if you read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, and verse 13 and 14, you see how he, he has included us into his kingdom. He says, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet, or who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's qualified us. How did he qualify us? How did he qualify us? 
He says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's taking you from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. How, how did he do it? Next verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. He uses blood to create that door for it to be included in the kingdom of God through the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is also called the kingdom of his dear son. He's in charge of it. He's in charge of it. Hallelujah. So when you give your life to Christ, you become a member of the kingdom of God. How? Through being a member of the kingdom of heaven. Through Jesus' sacrifice. And this is the reason why he came. He came to establish a kingdom. He came to establish a kingdom. So he preached about it and demonstrated or did the, the things that the kingdom of, of, of heaven was, uh, uh, brings to men. It brings healing, strength. Do you see? If you read in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, Jesus said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to what? To preach the gospel. Which gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. Jesus came announcing a kingdom that was coming. Do you see? He came announcing a kingdom that was coming. He was telling it to the poor that this kingdom will make you different. It will make you a different person altogether. He says, he has, come, uh, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. In the kingdom of heaven, the brokenhearted are healed. To preach deliverance to the captives. Those who are captives become free. Then recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised. These are the things that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God does for men. It changes your life altogether. All Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yes. So, when you become born again, you become a servant of this kingdom. You see, Jesus is a king. A kingdom means the king's domain. It's from two words, king and domain. You put the two together, you have kingdom. Do you see? So, when we mention a kingdom... We are talking about a, a, a king with his domain, his sphere of rulership, his sphere of authority or influence. So Jesus is the king of this kingdom. And a, a kingdom has one king and has subjects or servants. When you become born again, you are not only a child of God, you also become a servant of God. A lot of children of God don't know that. They only think in terms of being a son of God or a daughter of God, a child of God. That is true. It's very true. It's it. it's, that is the truth. But there are two things you become. You become a child of God and you become a servant of God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 22. 1 Corinthians 7, 22. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's free man. Likewise also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. He says, if you are called into the kingdom of God, being free. If you came into the kingdom of God without being a servant, naturally speaking to somebody. Yes, you are not a servant, naturally speaking to somebody, but in the kingdom of God, you are a servant. You are Christ's servant. I sing it. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is a lost free man. If you are a servant, you become a, a free man in the Lord. You become a child of God. You are free. But if you are, if you are, not, if you are not a, a servant to any human being, and you became born again, you are now a servant of God. Then he goes on. Look at the next verse. Look at the verse 23. 
He says, you are bought with a price. Be not ye the servant of men. He's trying to let you know that your servanthood has nothing to do with men. It has everything to do with God. And if you read in the, in the Bible, you see it all over. Jesus' description of the kingdom always had to do with servants. At the end of your life, when you leave this earth, which you will, when you leave this earth and you go to heaven and you are being judged, they will, ask, they will, they will judge you not as a child of God. We are not judged as children of God. We are judged as servants of God. As a child of God, you are in heaven. By God's grace. By the grace. <laughs> you are a child of God and hence you are in heaven. If you have believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, you are now a member of the body of Christ and hence part of the kingdom of God. You are now heavenly. You are of God, little children, and overcome them because greater is he that is doing that than he that is the world. That is who we have become. But apart from that, there's another aspect where you are a servant. You are a servant. You are a servant. You are a servant of a certain king whose name is Jesus Christ. And you have to serve him. At the end of everything, he will say to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not thou good and faithful child of God. No. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So your servanthood is what is most important after your new, your new birth. Finding out about who you are and all of that is so that you can serve him in confidence, in victory, and in glory. So that you don't serve him as someone who uh, has lost everything. You serve him as what he is. You are a bond slave, a bond servant, one who is bonded to him in love, not one who is bonded to him in severity. Are you in the church? Not one who is bonded to him in suffering, but one who is bonded to him in love. We are all Christ's servants. We are all Christ's servants. When you read the parable of uh, the talents, the Bible says that the kingdom, it always starts with this, the kingdom of heaven is as unto a man who was living. Matthew 25, 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants, not his own children. Not his own children. And all Jesus spoke about servanthood more than anyone. Jesus is God. And when he came, he didn't talk about our being children. But he spoke more of our being servants. Of, of our serving him. Because this kingdom is the most important thing to him. We become children. But at the same time, we become servants. Children who serve. But there are a lot of Christians who have bombed the servanthood out. They only want to enjoy... I'm a, uh, you see, in the, in the Old Testament, listen, in the Old Testament, there was a tabernacle that was pitched by Moses, and he did it according to the pattern of heaven that God showed him. Do you see? Now, the word of God is expressed in all of the, of the, of the tabernacle. In the outer court, there was something called the lava, which was a big basin that looked like a mirror in which there was water kept. They kept water. The priest would wash himself in that particular basin, isn't it? That was in the outer court. That, that, in that place, every Levite could be there. Everybody can be there. It's for all, it's for everybody. Now, that labor is a symbol of the word of God. When you look into it, you see who you are. It is for, it is for you. It is for you to identify yourself. See the dirt that is on you and clean yourself. 
And that's the first level of the word of God in the altar, in the tabernacle. That's the first, that's the first, the first encounter with the word of God is who you are, to find out who you are in Christ. Which is chant. If you read in James chapter 1, you see it. It says that, um, be not doers of the, be not hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. Isn't it? Yes. It says the one who hears the word and does not do it, it's like a man looking at himself in a, in a, in a mirror. And he says straight away, he goes away and forgets what manner of man he was. So the word of God is a mirror that shows you who you are. We are with open face, 2 Corinthians 3.18. We are with open face beholding as in a glass, which is the word of God. I change from glory to glory. That is the first level. That it has to do with you. It has everything to do with you. But when you go into the holy place, where, where only the only special priest would go to, priests who are assigned, go in there. Okay? You meet the showbread. The showbread, the table of showbread, which has bread, okay? Not for everybody's eating. Bread for the priests only. It's not for everybody. It's bread for priests only. So when David and his men went to uh, Ahim, uh, uh, what's, his, what, what's his name? Ahimelech, right? When they got there and they were looking for bread, the priest said, there's no bread here. It's only the priest's bread, the show bread that is, is here. And that is for only priests. And he said that it is not lawful for a commoner to eat it. But David was special, so he took it and ate it. You see, you see, the, you see showbread, and showbread is not for everybody. Showbread is bread for priests. It's not for everybody. It's the word of God, though. But it is a deeper form of the word of God. The first one is for everybody. So I, your identity in Christ is the first. It's not the, main, it's not the main thing. You must move from your identity in Christ to becoming to eating priest meals. Becoming a priest who eats meals, eh? The word of God, I don't know if you understand. Now, the word of God that you, you, you know is word for priests. Because you are priests. If you don't know, I'm telling you, you are priests. First, first Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Look at First Peter 2, 5. You will see it. We are priests. Eh? Are you in the church? Yeah. Ye also as lively stones... I built up a spiritual, a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You were a priest. Verse, verse 9. Look at verse 9. You were a chosen priest, a, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. But you were a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. All of us are priests. So you must move from the milk of God's word, which is the one that is on the outside, in the outer court, the one that everybody looks into. Are you see what I'm talking about? To, to partaking of priest food. Messages for priests. Special messages for priests that only a few people can enjoy. The priest is, is, is existing for Jesus Christ, not for himself. He exists for Jesus. What he reads is not for himself to enjoy. What he reads is for himself to enjoy and for others too. To make him a stronger priest. To be able to do his ministry. Because all of us have a ministry. All of us say I have a ministry. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That is the truth. Then there's, a, there's another one in the Holy of Holies. The one in the Holy of Holies is for the high priest to enter. Yes. So after being a priest, you must desire to get deeper into the word. You see, it's like relating to the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, the outer court of relating with the Holy Spirit. You can be relating to the Holy Spirit, but then you have not gone deep yet. You're on, you're on the shore. You are the place where the river, the water that is flowing out of the, 
the, the, the, the temple of God is up to your ankles. It's not going anywhere. It's not moving anybody. But then you can go higher for it to, to be on the loin level. The water that comes is to your loin. The influence of the spirit in your life is to your loin. It can, it, you can't easily, nobody can easily pass around you and do some things around you without feeling the effect of the Holy Ghost. Then there's a deeper part where it becomes a river. Where it, it flows to many people and changes a lot of things. And that's a lot of things. One word from you brings so much. Are you understanding? Yeah. You shouldn't be a Christian who is only interested in the ankle level. It will not do anything. People can ignore you. You can be ignored. One thing will take so long to, ha- to, accom- to, be a- to be accomplished. Because you are not deep. You've not gone deeper yet. You are not doubling in the spirit. You are just on the show. Same with the word. You can just be on who I am in Christ, who I am in Christ. It's more than that. There's priest messages. There's, there's higher, something higher. Yes, Paul said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes. I couldn't speak unto you as unto spiritual people. Unskillful in the word. If you go into the Holy of Holies, you will see another type of God's word, which is the table of testament that Moses received from God and put in the Ark of Covenant. What the table, the table of stones that the Ten Commandments was written on is inside the Ark of Covenant. And if you want to get into that one, that one you go to receive a word for God's people. So you become a priest who is into sharing God's word straight from his oven for his people. Are you in the church? Do you understand what I'm talking about? You go to hear from God's mouth. God said about Moses, I speak to him mouth to mouth. God would want to you mouth to mouth. He would want to speak to you mouth to mouth. He'd want you to come deeper, come closer. Some of us have stayed on the shores for a long time. That's how come we are not enjoying the goodness of God. That we, you, are in the, you are in the church, but you have not gone deeper yet. You have not gone deeper with the word. You have not gone deeper with the spirit. You have not gone deeper with, with the Lord. You are only hovering on the shores of who I am. Haven't you noticed that it's making you proud? Haven't you make, noticed that it's making you change? It's making you not live righteously. It's making, it's making your life become some way. Because that is not the only thing. That is the first part. You must start getting into the deeper ones. Remember that we are servant of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Say I'm a servant. Say it like you mean it. Oh, Jesus spoke about that more than anybody. Every time the kingdom of heaven is like unto this. A serv- servant. The man left and he left the servant something. And he came and called them for accountability. All the time. All the time. Th- those were his messages. Yes. Yes. The unprofitable servant, bind him hand and foot and put him in the lake or in whatever, in outer darkness. It's always like that. Always like that. So your service to him is very important. And your blessing is in serving him. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he lets us know. He says, but you seek ye first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33. Your blessing is in seeking the kingdom of God. But you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. This is a secret to real prosperity. A lot of people don't know. A lot of children of God don't. They ignore this. They want to sow seeds. And so do all kinds of things. You can sow your seed. And if you are not submitted to the kingdom of God, you will not have some, some harvest. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's called a fool's, a fool's prosperity. You can't take advantage of God. God is not a, a, a man's gold. You give 2,000, you get uh, 200 every month. No, that's not how God is. God is. You must be in active service. You must be in active service. He's building his kingdom. You must be involved in building his kingdom. He ha- he's given us an invitation to build his kingdom. 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You not, not seek your job first. Not seek your, your, your relationship first. Not seek your marriage first. Not seek your children first. Not seek any of those things first. He says, seek ye the kingdom of God. When it comes to his kingdom, he talks differently. Sometimes some of us make arrangements like this. God first, family second, ministry third. It's not true. It's God first, ministry second, family third, the other person last. Because he says, if you will come after me, then you should forget about your wife, your father, your mother, your children, everybody, for my sake. And for the gospel. That's what he says. That's what he says. So you have to be very, very wild. Because if, if you don't sign up to what God wants to sign up to, you will realize that your life is in some way. It's like you are succeeding, you are not succeeding. You are not really exploding as you are supposed to. Because you are not, you are not doing what the king wants. Every child of God, there are children of God all over the world who don't want anything to do with the, with the kingdom of God. They are not interested in soul winning. They are not interested in soul building. They are not interested in shepherding. They are not interested in any of those things. And they expect him to prosper. It, it doesn't work. Your prosperity will lead you to death. It will lead you to something, something strange. You become something else. Yes. But if you are going to go higher and higher and become what God wants to do, you have to be interested in serving him. Yes. That is why he sent Moses to Egypt. He told him to go and get them for one purpose. So that they may serve him. So that they may serve him. That is all. That is all. Jesus came so that we will serve him in his kingdom as his servants. Carrying out his, his aim of building the church. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18 I will build my church, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not be built against it. That is what he's building. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon this rock I will build my church. You can take your seats. So let, let's, let's, let's stop being, let's stop testing the water. You, see, you, can be, you can be in the swimming pool, and you are sitting on the swimming pool, and you are, you are just, you know, playing with the water. You will not enjoy the blessings of swimming the blessings of enjoying different aspects of swimming butterfly backstroke this one you will not enjoy yeah you can't go deep you can't go to you can't go nine feet deep or 47 feet deep you can't you can't dive you can't dive one day i went to swim with these people and they want to stand on the highest diving whatever and jump from there and enter the water i said uh-huh we are now we are talking yes 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 ministry is like fishing you must go deep. You must go deep. If you don't go deep, you will not. You will not. You will not have a. You only. You only enjoy crabs. Who crabs? Crabs and shrimps are the cockroaches of the sea. They are the. They are the cockroaches of the sea. They are the ones who eat the the poo poo and all those things in the. Sea. That is the truth. That is why shrimps can poison you. That's why people take some people take shrimps and then they are they receive poison. They get poisoning. Because they are always they are on the shore. They don't. They, they are not deep. So the people that we put inside, excuse me to say, people put inside the sea, are uh, the shore, and they, they are the ones that eat it. Crabs, shrimps. That, that's what. That's what happens. But if you want, listen. If you want a whale, a whale, eh? whales. Those time years ago, when we, they hadn't discovered oil on the earth, the only source of oil was whales. You needed to, if you want oil for fuel for whatever, you needed to hunt for a whale. And whales are not found on the shore of the sea. 
you must go very deep. You have to travel th for three months. Yes, ocean, go for three months into the deep before you can have access to them and then you start fishing for them. Yeah, you hunt them. But if you're able to get them, if you're able to get one, you're a millionaire. Yes, That's how, that is how ministry and that is how the kingdom of God is like. You can hang around on the shore and be enjoying shrimps and crabs, which will not do much for you. Or you can go deeper and go for a whale. One whale is equal to so many barrels of oil. So many barrels of oil. Yes. Because a whale can be as big as a whole ship. Very big. The heart of a whale is as big as a Hyundai Santa Fe. Yes. Just the heart. It's as big as a Hyundai Santa Fe. Very big. Or a Land Cruiser. Very big. One heart only. You can live inside the heart. How many of you want to enjoy deep sea fishing? Get more. Oh, you see, I, I, I'm talking about... Sit down. Sit down for two minutes. I'm talking about... You, you, are, you are around. You are a Christian. But then you are not enjoying some things. How come you don't know certain... You don't know some things. Some things are not happening around you. You should not be... You shouldn't be happy. You are over 30. You are, some things are not happening. You've never seen some, 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 some prosperity around you. Anybody can predict your life. You are, you are growing, but there's nothing... Nothing influential is happening around you. It's not supposed to be like that. Your influence is in the house of God. If you, your influence is in the kingdom of God, advancing, if you advance it, it says all these things that everybody is seeking for. Some people are seeking for contacts with their ambassadors. They are seeking for contacts of, of certain people. He says, you, I'll add it to you. I'll give you a contact of ambassador of America easily. I'll give you contact of ambassador of, of, of Canada easily. You'll, get, you'll be surprised at what will happen. Are you in a church? So become tired of the, the little. Since I'll multiply them and it shall not be small. You, you, you've been small for, some, for a long time. It's time to move on from being small. Become bigger. Become higher. Become glo more glorious. How is it going to happen? Double in the kingdom of God. Double in, in spreading the kingdom. Double in make, building the church. If you build the church, you'll be surprised at what will happen for you. You'll be surprised at the places God, the, the doors God will open for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you not tired of the little? Hallelujah. I will multiply them. Yeah? Look at Ezekiel chapter 23, verse 20. Jesus is the king, and he has an aim. He has a name. Exodus chapter 23. Verse 20. Behold, I send, this is God talking to the children of Israel. He says, Behold, I send before thee. I send an angel before thee. An angel is sent before you this year in Jesus' name. To keep you in your way. And to bring you into the place which I have prepared for you. Amazing. God has prepared a place for you. <laughs> and it's a place of influence. A place of power. A place of wealth, of riches. But it doesn't come the way you think. It doesn't come the way the world says it is. It comes through God's way. Seek ye first. Seek ye what? Mm -hmm. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Yeah. Look at my small life. My small life of seek, trying to seek 
trying to do this. All of you here, look at all of you sitting here. Many people are watching me. Small, my small move to try and seek the Lord. Yeah. Sometimes I, I go into things and I wonder how I got there. Yes. Like, how did I get here? It's not because, because of seeking the Lord. Yes. Yes. I can enter certain places. How? Not as something, because of seeking the Lord. The Lord has opened a certain kind of door for me. Yeah. And I know more is going to open this year. But I don't want to be the only one that is opening for I want to open for you too. What do you think? Yes. Big doors. Big doors. Huge doors must open for you. It has to. Exodus. Behold, I saw an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you in the place which I have prepared. Next verse. Beware of him. Beware of the angel because he takes no nonsense. And obey his voice. Provoke him not for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. Hey. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. Yes, God says, I will be an enemy to your enemies. If you obey my word, if you obey what I say, anyone who says he's your enemy is my enemy. Just imagine what will happen to the person. I tell you, I will be an enemy unto your enemies and an adversary unto your adversaries. Next verse. For my angel shall go before you and bring you unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and I will cut them off. I will cut all those. He's talking about victory on every level of your life. Victory in your finances. Victory in your health. Victory. It comes in obeying the voice of the Lord. It comes in obeying what he says you should do. It comes in doing what he says you should do. Not in uh, 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 something else. No. If, if you don't obey the voice of God, you will not have the victory you are supposed to have. How many of you want victory? Real victory in 2022. It comes by obeying what God says you should do. What does God say you should do? Next verse. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods. In other words, don't do what the world is doing. They are betting for money, so you two are betting for money. What's the other one? They are touching computer. They are pressing computer for money. Eh? What's it called? Uh, Saka, what, what's it called? Yahoo, Yahoo, fraud. Now, now, a lot of young people are into fraud. No, you are serving their gods. You are serving the gods of the Amorites, the Hittites, and the Perizzites. You are doing what they do. You should read about Israel. It's not a small thing. When the Israelites started worshipping the things that these people were worshipping, they were cut off from Israel. They were scattered. In AD 70, Israel was scattered completely. For many years, for almost 2,000 years, they were not a nation. They even lost their language. They lost the Hebrew language. Someone had to come. God had to send somebody to come and come and teach them. In various countries, how to speak the Hebrew language. Yes. For them to remember how to speak it, they were cut off because they were serving other gods. Yes, they were trying to be like. I mean, you should read, you should read. You'll be surprised. If you read first Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, you'll be, you'll be shocked at how a, a king, a, one king went into a certain country for war and he saw that uh, he saw some gods there and then took the gods and brought them to his country. That maybe they, after God had given him victory, he brought the gods and said, Maybe these gods will help us get more victory. What is wrong with you? And that's what, that's what a lot of young people are doing. A lot of Christians are doing. You are doubling in things you are not supposed to double in. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, 
nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. That's what he's asking you to do. To say, no, I'm not going to do it along this line. I'm going to do it the way God wants it done. Look at the next verse. And you shall serve the Lord your God. You shall what? You shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread. When you serve him, he says he will bless your bread. He will bless your bread. Your bread will not bring you sickness. These days, there's sickness in food. Cancer. Ish. It's amazing. Vegetables. They are using all kinds of things to do the vegetables. Yes. It's not a small thing. The vegetables have so many chemicals on it. He says, if you serve me, I will bless your bread. I will bless your bread. Why should you get cancer and die at a young age? No, it's not supposed to be like that. I will bless your bread. How? Serve me. Serve me. Serve me. Is it too much to ask for? If the Lord has saved you, is it too much to ask for, for you to serve him? No. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread, and will take and, and bless your water. And I will take sickness away from your, the midst of you. Yeah, you shall serve, and I will bless. Your job is to serve, and I will bless you. Yes, this is it. Serve me, and I will bless you. It's the same as seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added to you. Yes, serve me, my job is to bless you. Your job is to serve me, my job is to bless you. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless you. Bless bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from thee. The midst of the next verse. There shall nothing cast their young. You will not lose things. You will not, you only gain, you will not lose. Yes. Nor be barren. You will be fruitful. Fruitfulness is in serving the Lord. The fruitfulness of a child of God is in serving the Lord. You shall not be barren in the land. You will not be barren in this country. You will be fruitful in this same country. This same, listen, there are people from Lebanon who come into this country to make millions of dollars. Why not you? Why can't you have... I know a Chinese man who came into this country with Chalwati. Today he's a dollar millionaire from this country. Why not you? Why not you? Why not you? He says, serve me, I will bless you. Serve me, I'll bless you. I'll make sure you enjoy life. How? Serve me. Take me seriously. Take my work seriously. Take soul winning seriously. Take shepherding seriously. Yes. Take shepherding seriously. Change their life. Stabilize someone in the house of God. Let my, my house be full. I'll make your life full. Is it too difficult to ask for? It's a very simple, simple transaction. Yeah. Nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I will fulfill your, the number of your days. You will live long. You will live very long. How? If you want to live long, serve God. Yes, serve God. Serve God. Hallelujah. Now, we, so we say this is our year of what? Serving the Lord. How? Through shepherding. Why shepherding? Because shepherding is the, is the means that God, it is God's only means of communicating what he wants to communicate to his people. It is his only means. Communicating what he wants to communicate to his people to make them what he wants them to be. It is God's only means. Not, there's no, it's his only means. It is only means. So when Israel worshipping idols and all of that, God blamed the shepherds. He blamed the shepherds. He blamed the shepherds. It is God's key of his divine administration. When Moses was, before Moses became a leader in Israel, became a deliverer, he had to be trained in shepherding. 
God took him from being a ruler in Egypt to the backside of the desert to become a shepherd of sheep. You think it's ordinary? It's not ordinary. All our fathers were shepherds. The first man after Adam who served God was a shepherd. Abel was a shepherd. David, the greatest king who ever existed, was a shepherd. Abraham was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. Isaac was a shepherd. All of them are shepherds. All of them are shepherds. Yes. All of them are shepherds. Why? Because that, that is God's way of bringing his children to where they ought, they ought to be. That is why in Matthew chapter 9, when Jesus saw the people, not Matthew 9, 36, when he saw the people scattered, many people, he said, look at Matthew 9, 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. As sheep having no what? Shepherd. He didn't say as sheep having no prophets. As sheep having no shepherd. Shepherds, yes. Shepherds. As sheep having no shepherd. Look at, look at um, the Amplified of this verse. So shepherding is very important to God. That is his way of building a church. Everybody must, be, must become a shepherd. Every child of God must become a shepherd. We are sheep. We must be shepherds as well. Yes. Are you in a church? It is God's way. It is God's way. When he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered. The bewilderment of life is taken away by shepherds. The harassment of life is taken away. If someone is harassed, it's because he lacks a shepherd. If someone is distressed, it's because he lacks a shepherd. If someone is dejected, it's because he lacks a shepherd. If someone is helpless, it's because he lacks a shepherd. Apart from the Godhead, the next most important thing you need in your life, in your life is a shepherd. Yes. The most important thing you need to become is to become a shepherd. To be a help to many. That is, what, that is the secret of your success. If you will key in, and I tell you, if you will key in, you'll be surprised. Tell me about keying. Tell me about keying. I see you keying in into becoming a shepherd. Yes. God told me, listen, our church is close to, we are around 3,000. Okay? God is multiplying us by five. So by the close of this year, we are going to be 10,000 and more. How is that going to happen? You are going to become a shepherd. You are going to be a shepherd. And you'll be shepherding people. You'll be taking care of someone. Instead of you taking care of only, you'll be taking care of, but you also be taking care of somebody. Yes, because it is God's way of making all the foolish boys, all the foolish girls around become correct. That's his way. That is his way. There's no other way. It is his only way. I was so excited when you started, when I gave the, 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 the word for the you started praying. Those were, those were started praying. Yeah. Because we, we need to pray. Multiplying you by five is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. Yes. It's not a small thing. But it says I'm multiplying you by five. Shepherd. Like get involved in shepherding. Become interested. That is where the blessing is. When he saw, he was, he was moved to come. There were, were sheep having no shepherd. Sheep having no shepherd. In Ezekiel chapter 34. Look at Ezekiel 34 from verse 1. Ezekiel 34. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, this is Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet, is a major prophet in the time of Israel's failure. You see, so when Israel was failing and were, were going to be cut out from the Lord, they sent, God sent Ezekiel to go and talk to Israel. And he spoke, one of the words he spoke was to speak to the shepherds of Israel. He said to them, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. 
Why? Prophesy and say unto them, that says the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? A shepherd must feed. He must feed others. Become someone who teaches others. Why are you a child of God for three months and you can't teach somebody? You are born again for three months. You can't teach somebody about being born again. You should be able to teach somebody about being born again. You are too old. Three months, you are too old. You must be able to teach somebody about, about Christ, about Jesus, and help the person grow as you grow. Why are you, not, why are you not a missionary after being born again for four years? After three and a half years, you can be a, ship, you can be a, you can be a, a missionary. Three and a half years, you are a missionary. Yes. This morning, I saw, this afternoon, I saw a guy who's going on missions to, to, a, to a certain city, a certain country, Madagascar. He's just a fresh graduate. He just finished school. He just finished university. And he's, he's going to be a missionary to a, to a country he has never been to. He doesn't know what he's going to do there. He doesn't understand a lot of things, but he's going. He's giving his life for shepherding to go and shepherd somebody somewhere in another country. Ish. And it will work. Many have gone like that, and it has worked. I see becoming a shepherd. I see becoming a missionary to another country. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Son of man. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Why are they feeding themselves? Next verse. It's a long read. I want to read everything to you. Okay? Can I read everything to you? We are here. We are not going anywhere. He eats the fat. You see, he's blaming the shepherds for the scattering of God's people. For the destruction of God's people. Who are to blame? For all the people around, all the small girls who are looking for people's husbands to live with. Shepherds. It's us. You are to blame. It is, your fault. it is because you are not a shepherd to your classmate. It's because you are not a shepherd to the, the, your friend. It's because, that is why. That is why your friend is the way he is. That is why your friend is not here with you in the house of God. Yes, that is why that guy has died without Christ and is going to hell. It's because of you. You eat the fat and you clothe you with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. You use those who are, who are ready. You use them, but you don't get anybody. You don't feed more. Next verse. The disease have you not strengthened? The disease have you not? So all those who are diseased are diseased because of us. Because we have not, you have not risen to become what you are supposed to become. God is expecting you to rise to become what you are supposed to become. Become a shepherd. Neither have you healed that which was sick. All those who are sick and dying is because of you and I. It's because we have not doubled in healing. Learning about healing to be able to heal somebody. Yeah. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. There are those who have, who have gone, who have left the house and they, they, they've not been brought back because nobody, I mean, they, one, one shepherd can do everything. We have, we have to have multiple shepherds. All of, all of us. We are, we are more than, we are maybe 1,500 here. All of us, shepherds. Shepherds. But with force and with cruelty have you killed, ruled them. Next verse. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. Scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. They became meat to politicians, meat to sugar daddies and sugar mummies, meat to arm robbers, meat to all kinds of people, meat to gays, for gay, gay homosexuals. Next verse. My sheep wandered throughout the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. 
Next verse. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Okay. As I live, say the Lord God. So this is, you see, when you are not a shepherd, this is for you. When you are refusing to become, he says, obey me, serve me, and I'll, make, I'll, I'll bless you. If you don't serve me, and you ignore me, this is what is going to happen to you. Eesh. I don't want some of these things to happen to you. As I live, say the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherds search for my flock. It says, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Next verse. That shall the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds. God says it's against you. If you are not a shepherd. H. I, I don't feel like reading it to you. But let me read it to you because God says I should read it to you. Caution. He says, I will require my flock at your hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore, for I will deliver my flock from, the mouth, from their mouth, that they may not be meat for them. If you go down, you see what happens when shepherds rise up. When shepherds rise up, the sheep begin, the, the land is blessed. Yes. Ezekiel, chapter 34. Yeah. Look, it says, and I'll bring them out from the people, from among the people, and gather them from the mountains, the countries, and I'll bring them to their own land, and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers, and in all the inhabited places of the country. And I'll feed them in a good pasture. And upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good field. And in a fat pasture, they sh shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. Like you enjoy fruitfulness. Yes. There's more. Can you read it to me? One to go. Uh-huh. Wow. Look at verse 22. Go down to 22. Therefore will I save my flock, and they shall no more be a prey. And I'll judge between cattle and cattle. And I'll set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. Even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. When you, start, when you, be, when you become a shepherd, you become like David. Yes. You become like David. David prospered all his life. All his life. And that's your story. I said that is your story. Hallelujah. Look at Jeremiah chapter 23. Verse 1. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, say the Lord. Therefore, that says the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away, and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, say the Lord. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to my, their fold, and they shall be fruitful and increase. Have you seen it? When you gather, fruitfulness comes. Increase comes. And I'll set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, say the Lord. Hallelujah. So a shepherd's presence takes away fear and brings in confidence and blessings. This, I'll set up shepherds over them. I see you as a shepherd being set over people. This year you'll be a shepherd set over others. And because of your presence in their lives, they shall be fed and they shall fear no more, nor be in dismay. Neither shall they be lacking. As you have shepherded and you shepherd others, you will not lack. And they will also not lack. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you becoming fruitful this year. And I see you advancing this year. 
in glory and in grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It is our year of serving the Lord through shepherding as the Lord blesses us. Say it's my year of serving the Lord through shepherding as the Lord blesses me. Hallelujah. So welcome to abundance. Yes. Welcome to abundance. Jesus, Jesus told Peter, Simon, in John chapter 21, verse 15, he told him, Simon, do you love me? If you love me, if you love me, then feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. That's what Jesus told him. How many of you love Jesus? You love Jesus? He says, feed. Feed my lambs. Feed my flocks. Eh? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love you. He said unto him, feed my lambs. That he goes on. Again, he asked him a second time, Simon, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, if you love me, then feed my sheep. And he said it a third time, if you love me, Simon, feed my sheep. Your becoming a shepherd is a sign of your love for the Lord. If you love the Lord, you will be a shepherd. Your love for him is not in singing songs. Your love for him is in becoming a practical shepherd over someone. And raising them and feeding them and helping them grow as God will have them. So I see you blessed. And I see you jumping from one level of glory to another. 2022 will be your best year ever. You will be fruitful this year. You will produce vine and pomegranates. Beauties and glories this year. That is what will happen in your life. Serve the Lord. Be a shepherd. Become a shepherd. Shepherd his people. Increase his people. And you will see, you'll be surprised. You will be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked at the blessings that you will enjoy. I see you multiplying. I see us multiplying. A year from now, we'll be crossing over with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. We'll be crossing over with more than 10,000 people in this church. And all those 10,000 people who come will have all your helpers in the... All your helpers will be part of the 10,000. All your business partners will be part of the the 10,000. All your husbands and wives will be part of the 10,000. All the people who are supposed to connect you to where are supposed to be connected will be part of the 10,000. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are blessed. And highly favored. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Stand up on your feet. And thank God for what I shared with you. Thank God for what I shared with you. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. It's my year. It's my year. Of shepherding. Of shepherding.
Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Malaba shagadaba. Mandala bayama. Malogo nobolo shadabai. Medele balaba. Medele balaba. Ege debe debe. Mandolo bo shagadabai. Endolo balaba. You will see more than you have ever seen. You will see more than you have ever seen. My level has changed. I'm on a higher level. This year you'll be more spiritual than you've ever been. Very spiritual. Yeah. Prospect is rooted in spirituality. Is that true? They say you're going to be more spiritual. Because you will have to feed to feed others. You will have to feed to feed others. You have to pray in order for others to exist. So I see you praying more. You pray more this year than you have ever prayed your whole life. 
and you become a spiritual magnet, a money magnet, an, inf an influential magnet, a magnet of influence. Yes. I tell you, if I be a man of God, all that I'm saying to you will come to pass. Whether you believe it or not, it will happen to you practically. Where you are falling in times past, you stand, you'll be strong there. I'm hearing consistency and focus for you. Yes. You become consistent and focused on God and what He wants you to do. Yes. And you will swim in abundance. Listen, if you have never seen $10,000 in your life, this year you will see some in your life. Not once, not twice, many times. You have to practically in your life. Serve God. Let's serve God. What do you think? Let's serve God. Through shepherding. God's main administrative power or tool in changing his children's lives and bringing them where he wants them to be. They are scattered about bring them together and set up a shepherd over them. That's a way to make them well, make them function the way he wants them to function. So you'll be, you'll be set up as a, as a shepherd over somebody. And your shepherding will bring you blessings. He says that the sheep are for your what? Are for your clothing. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. So you are blessed. Say I'm blessed. As I serve the Lord this year. Through shepherding. Always remember it. I'm shepherding. I'm shepherding. I'm shepherding. I'm shepherding. I'm shepherding. I'm shepherding. When you check your life and you realize you are not shepherding anybody, notice that your blessing is vanishing. But when you realize you are shepherding people and your shepherding ability is going higher and higher, notice that your blessing is becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah, I'm shepherding. I'm shepherding. See, I'm shepherding millions. Yeah. It's happening practically in your life. Even in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.